Hello and welcome to Kyono Anime, or today's anime. I am Matt, this is Andrew, and this is a podcast where we're going to talk about anime we are currently watching. We're going to be starting from the beginning of any anime we watch on this show, so feel free to watch along with us or go on ahead and enjoy. Just like all your friends you've always tried to get into anime, or that friend who's always behind on what you're watching that you really want to talk about it with, we promise to catch up eventually. Without further ado, we're going to be starting today's episode off with Season 1, Episode 5 of Demon Slayer, or Kimetsu no Yaiba for all y'all Japanese viewers out there. Sorry we went so long in the last episode. It was not our intention. It was just a good episode. It was. It was a great episode. And today we get to kick it off with Episode 5. After completing the final selection, Tanjiro will now be inducted into the Demon Slayer Corps, along with four others. He returns safely to Nezuko and Orokodaki, preparing for his first assignment. Kick it off, Andrew! Okay, Matt. Well, you see, what I think is really cool is that the name of this episode was My Own Steel. Which, you know, leads Ooh. us to believe some cool things might be happening towards the end of this episode. Oh, that's exciting. Right? I was like, okay, that's a good first thing to kick off on. The name, the episode, it's, it's a good one. Um, but yeah, starting off even stronger, we get a flashback. Oh my god, it was so good. Getting to see Rokudaki fight in his prime, and he was so intimidating. He was, he scared that demon, like, so much. I, it was going to curse, but then I was like, we shouldn't do that right now. <laughs> we, we need a minute. We need a minute. <laughs> we need one solid minute. But Urokodaki was terrifying, and these demons were scared of him, and I'm assuming they kind of sensed how strong he was. And I believe that this demon is, in fact, Yes. The yes. big bad from the previous episode. Absolutely. He's he's having that flashback to Orokodaki first capturing him and getting that image of uh Orokodaki flashed over Tanjiro as he goes in for that final blow. Yes, that like scene transition of this is Tanjiro, this is Orokodaki. Nope, this is Tanjiro. And for me, uh. For me, really quick, that was, like, are the writers saying that Tanjiro starting off is as good as Orokodaki in his prime? I think it was more similar movements passed down from the master. Sure, that makes sense. It does. But I just want to believe that, you know? I mean, you can. <laughs> this is your own headcanon. No one can tell you otherwise. Well, in my headcanon, that's the writers being like, Tanjiro's that good now. So to be like, you know, the whole uh the whole aspect of surpassing the master, it's like it just happened just now. I know he's like really it's just he's surpassing all his other students, but that's also part of surpassing the master, right? But you also remember how Giyu said he reminds me of you. Yeah. So now the similarities and they have are the same, shown even more. And they have the same super smeller. I'm just saying. And those might moves, be dead. Man, those moves be slicing demon heads. Might be dead. Um, but you know what happened? After the fact, uh, we start seeing something that we haven't really seen too much of before. 
we start to get the demons flashbacks to their old selves, to their humanness. Yeah. As they are dying, which is sad. And guess who picks it up with his super smeller? Of course, it's our boy Tanjiro. He says he senses great sadness. He can smell it. And it's because the demon is going through his past life and all the horrific things that happen. Yeah, I mean, the even the demon is like, who is this brother that I'm talking about? And, and you know, coming to that realization. And then Tanjiro having that look of pity, which I mentioned in the last episode. Just, uh, I accidentally mentioned it in the last episode. Um, but Tanjiro having that look of pity, just like, that hurt my heart. Yeah, he feels again. He's a, he's an empath. He can feel everyone's pain, and he it, it you know it's a unique trait to have, as they said, for a demon slayer yeah, to pity then, a demon. And then Tanjiro prays over him. Yeah, he like, says like, please don't you know in his next life make sure that this man doesn't become a demon again. Yeah, and you know like that's a really touching moment that you have. You see, he still has even after. Literally everything he has done as a demon, he found out about Sabito and Wakomo. Wakoto? Wakomo. I'm going to keep doing this. Wakomo, yeah. Yeah, Wakomo. And he finds out how tragically they were defeated, and he still offers up a prayer to the soul of the demon. Well, not only that, it's the reason why the demon remembers that he has a bro- like that he had a brother in the first place and everything like that and like when Tanjiro goes and holds his hand and and he like then it then it flashes to to a little kid running up to his big brother and asking to hold hands uh while they walk back to their house and which then is, the tears on the demon as he's fading and withering yeah. to nothing yeah making making oh. making his humanity come back in the in the very end like like that's Tanjiro's third superpower that's intense. We stuff. found it. <laughs> oh God, he has more. <laughs> like, he has so many. Well, right now it's just three, right? He's got the super smeller. He's got the iron head, uh, and apparently he has the ability to when he, at least when he kills a demon to bring back its humanity for a little bit. But that's just through his his power of empathy. Yeah, <laughs> which is which we all have. Yeah. We all got that. But then, you know, it kind of cuts away from that. So I thought there might be a little big how do you do when the episode first started and I first watched this. I thought, yeah, there's no way it was that easy. It was no way that it ended that quickly. It obviously wasn't an easy thing. Well, no, I mean, immediately, immediately after it was the uh, like Tanjiro didn't really have a moment to rest. He was. He was fighting the whole rest of the time while seven asking. Seven days on that mountain, man. Yeah, well. Seven days. While stopping and asking the whole time, how do you turn someone back from becoming a demon? And nobody was answering. And again, I think it goes back to the starvation that those demons were facing. They're not talking anymore to you because. Well, the only one that spoke to him is one that specifically stated that he had fed a lot. Right? Is, is yeah. the, the one powerful mutated one. That he fought uh, in the last episode. So you get a bunch of that, and then it opens up onto him in the uh, Wisteria field. Yeah, him, him realizing he's in the Wisteria field after, after running. And he's like, I made it. Yeah, and, and those seven days up, now after 
Uh, what did we say last episode? About 20? 20 or so. Now only four remain. At daybreak on the new day. So there's four people having clearly passed. Did I do the recap? I don't remember. We'll have to, I guess, listen back or add it in a little later. Okay. I I I don't remember. I don't think so. If I'm recalling, I don't think we got to it. All right. Well, really quick, my mistake. After completing the final selection, Tandra will now be inducted to the Demon Slayer Corps along with four others. He returns safely to Nezuko and Orokodaki, preparing for his first assignment. I feel like I did do that. I don't remember. I don't. Either way, it's here now. And Listen twice. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, of the four, you see some notable faces from the beginning uh, of the trial. See a uh, yellow-haired boy. You see a girl wearing a colorful kimono. You see Tanjiro. An angry boy. And an angry guy with a scar on his face. Which oddly similar to uh, Sabito's scar. Yeah, wasn't Sabito's more on his like, I thought it was on like his mouth. It was, it was more, it was a little bit lower, but it was yeah. really just bigger. Yeah, and I mean like, and, and you know, who knows? There's probably going to be people for well, later. I'm, I'm wondering you know, very if that's, cool new characters. I'm wondering if that's like a inclination as to what this character may be like in the future. Possible. It's possible. Um, but yeah, as you could tell, the uh the yellow hair guy looks a little roughed up. He looked roughed up before uh they entered, by the way. I didn't say that in the last episode. But when he was at the selection, he looked dirty, he looked kinda Well, that's what I had been saying like about thrown around a little bit. Yeah, that's what I I had been saying about it it looked like they had like just finished their training. Like there was no respite like Tandro had. And now he still looks like that, probably a little more worse for wear, and he's mumbling under his breath. He's like, I'm probably gonna die. I'm gonna die soon anyway. And he just keeps going like that oh, in yeah. a full panic state, even though he somehow had the chops to get through this and it doesn't look easy as again, there are only four remaining. It feels like it's understandable to be like that to a certain extent. I mean <laughs> it's like a good trope to have in like horror based scenarios. It's like, this is the most realistic reaction. Yeah. He being the most realistic. He was like, I made it, but I'm just going to die anyway. It doesn't matter. He's like, I did this, but who knows how much longer I'm going to be living. Like, geez. Um, but yeah, that, that angry guy, he kind of like kicks things off and he just starts yelling that he wants his sword. and He wants to go. Oh, well, they were explaining how uh, they'll get their uniforms, but first, they get crows. I want a crow. Yes. Th- what? Those are uh, Kasugi crows. They relay information to the demon slayers. Yes, about their assignment. It's very cool. They have a network of crows. But right before that, we actually learn about 10 ranks that exist in the demon slayer corps. Uh, and they have started on the bottom of the rung as a Mizunoto. That's right. Which is rank 10. Uh, and that is everyone who comes out of there. And, you know, there are, you will meet the highest ranking ones, which I believe are Kinoe. So that'll happen in the future. 
Well, we get we get that little uh that little glimpse of someone being like, "Oh, my my children grew today. The number of children that I have grew today." Yeah. Uh and like he has such a soft and like mellow tone. He has to be OP. There's no nobody's that chill. Something's got to be going on with that guy. And I mean, obviously, later down the road. I mean, he, mo- mo- he he's more, it, it no sounds more. like it sounds like he's the the leader. Yeah, I mean, if he's saying more children, and he was kind of well, he almost sounded surprised. He that said more people still. The remain. thing that the thing that got me about that was that he said excellent, <laughs> excellent. Like, oh, he said only four made it. Excellent. It's like whoa, whoa. I mean, that might be more than normal. Maybe. Which, well, I mean, obviously, we're not too sure because this the, whole at a point, thing operates differently. Well, at a point, if you're sending in a whole bunch of kids into the, a forest and they're dying, wouldn't you start to think that maybe the demons inside are getting stronger? It's possible. I mean, like, that's the whole premise, right? The more they eat, the stronger they're going to get. Yeah, but again, like, the seasons that they don't eat, I feel like they I guess maybe they'll die, die. Off, yeah. yeah, I think that's why they have to constantly feed them. That makes sense. Which is why that one lasted there, what, you said, like 43 years or something? 47. Like 47 years. Yeah. yeah. So he lasted that because I think he, we, he mentioned, again, he ate other demons instead of people. That's true. So that's probably the only reason why he survived that long and most of them don't. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was my... I'm like, it unless still they're gets doing me. this every year. but It still gets me that that guy was like, Great. Like 20 kids died. Great. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, you know, next, Matt, this was probably one of my favorite moments because it's like that nerd in me. They were like, you're going to go ahead and pick the ore that your swords are now made of. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was. Get me geeked a little about it, you know? Yeah, that was the metallurgist in me being like, oh, well. Like, selection of steel, like, is such an important part of how much metal needs to be worked in order to be used. So it's like, that that really, the whole thing about that is, like, you're asking someone, and I know that's, like, a common trope throughout, uh, like, a lot of animation and, uh, like, storytelling of, like, oh, ah, you know, they chose their own steel. But it's like, unless you have a super smeller <laughs> or have worked with steel, then, like, you're not going to be able to distinguish a good from a bad ore. And some ores, especially from Japan, because they're, like, the whole reason why katanas had to be forged and stuff like that, because they had really impure steel. And making all those folds in the steel would take out the impurities. So, like, if someone picks a bad hunk of ore, then they might not even be able to have a sword because it couldn't be made into one. But like, I'll, somebody's going to get a fucking pocket knife. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you know, notice the like, cut before it goes to that mysterious figure that you were like, oh, four survived? It kind of like was after Tanjiro picked up his ore first. Oh, well, first Tanjiro has his uh, I'm going to stand up to the bully moment. I think that happened. It was before they revealed the ore. Is it? 
Because yeah. I think they mentioned that you're going to pick an ore, but before they revealed the ore. Um, yeah, so that angry guy steps up and starts grabbing one of the doll-like person's hair and just, like, thrashing Yeah, the one with the white hair. One has white hair, one has black hair. And Tanjiro says, if you don't stop this, I'm going to break your arm. Yeah, grabs him, grabs him by the forearm. And he was like, try it. And then he feels how strong Tanjiro is and knows this is not a joke. <laughs> yeah. He's like going to one hand break your arm. Right yeah, now. 100%. Well, if you notice, Tanjiro used the wa- the breathing technique. I did not, actually. I did not see that. Yeah, there was that quick, the really short. It was like one second of him just like doing that inhale. Oh, jeez. And then, and then messed up. And then all of a sudden it was like crunch on his, on his forearm. Oh, but yeah, no, that was such like a, I was like, dang, Tanjiro, you're being a good boy, but also a badass. This yeah. Is, this is like a new side. It felt like a turning point for Tanjiro and, and like having that stern look on his face, which is something that we haven't seen on Tanjiro. Like every, Every other time he stood in front of danger is it's a look of fear. And yeah, and, yeah. and this time is standing there with confidence and stating, I'm going to do something if you do something. Yeah. Or if you don't do something, I should say. Man, that was such like a very, very kind of cool moment. Really big, yeah. really big moment of character growth for Tanjiro. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, you see Tanjiro, he feels like, oh, you know, uh, these, these are people too, so I'm not going to be like an ass, but then he's like, no, but I will defend this person. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Tom unwarranted Rowe. like aggression, dude. Like stop. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Um, but like I was, yeah, what I was saying before when they unveiled the stones, he grabs his stone and then it cuts to that guy when he was like, oh, there's four. I wonder what kind of swordsman there'll be. And you're like, Ooh, did Tanjiro grab like a special T orc? Oh well, I he sniffed it out. Yeah, he he staring. Well, he got, I remember like, the guy the, that the moment of oh the bully guy was like oh like I've never worked with feel like how do we know which one to pick? And then Tandro like had that light bulb go like, off and was like this one I know ah I smell a thread that one <laughs> and you know unfortunately we didn't get like a we get a name later but I didn't look I didn't write down. All of the yeah, sword. I, I missed. I, I missed ingredient. The, I guess you could say I missed that. Uh, but I do know it's it's made on a mountaintop. Yes. Uh, that is constantly like is is making the swords able to absorb sunlight. Yeah. So the way they're actually killing demons is having swords that are capable of basically wielding sunlight. Yep. In the within the blade, because daybreak kills the demons. Right, and that well, that's the whole reason, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean, that make, is make the an thought axe. process behind it. Make an axe. Um, but Long after so after that scene, you know, it kind of is like a little bit of a jump. You see Tanjiro struggle walking home with like, a, like a big old post as like a cane. Really quick. Yeah. Jumping back to the whole uh, like my children grew today thing. Mm-hmm. His crow had a scarf. Yes, it did. That is amazing. That is that I is I want great. that. I want that in my life. It's like the transponder snails in One Piece. They all have like the personality of the person talking. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's very weird but very awesome. Well, I I guess it makes sense then that the one got one kid got the uh sparrow. Mhm. 
<laughs> and the sparrow was like a jerk to him, which was hilarious. My God, so good. But also, sparrows can't mimic speech or anything. I wonder if they'll like tie tie letters to them. But anyway, oh, actually, that's a that's a question that I had too. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, then then he has this arduous journey home. We're just like, dude, just take a break. Yeah, he wants to get back to Nezuko and Orokodaki. I feel like he would have got there faster if he just, you know, took five minutes, took a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but honestly, that's Tanjiro. He's more concerned about, you know, Orokodaki and his sister. Yeah, but then he finally makes it back. And what does he find? Nezuko flying kicks open the door and just like runs outside. Just like, hey. Wide awake, like, and you know, just, just re- we get that really happy moment of like, there's a girl, oh my god, he goes, like, finally, like, she's yeah. awake, yeah, after and he's returned. I'm like, how, how long has she been awake? Did she just wake up? What is happening? Oh, that's a good question because I don't know if they answered that. No, but I think, I think what we did get is that Nezuko photosynthesis, <laughs> like. Like, uh, at one point, Tanjiro asks, like, oh, do you think that's something to do with, like, her blood power or whatever it's called? (laughs) And he's like, no, I don't think so. I think she regains her energy by sleeping. Instead of eating. Instead of So, photosynthesis? Not too sure, but, you know. Without sunlight. It's a funny funny prospect of, like, this is what happens. You know, like, she just sleeps and then she's good. Um... But then also, also, another thing happens. She bolt tackle hugs him, and Urokodaki also comes in for a big group hug. Yeah. And that was a big awe moment for me. I was like, oh my god. Family. Family. Urokodadki. Urokodadki. Oh god. I'm, I'm so close to saying the other thing. I need to not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you are. Urokodadki, he's here. <laughs> but like you know that's just like a great heartwarming moment yeah and then pretty much immediately after we get a 15 day jump yeah i mean it has to happen though because well didn't it wasn't Arokodaki explaining about uh that like he'll be facing like more in different types of demons um a little bit but he also was elated the fact that tanjiro defeated that other demon that he put in the mountain that kept killing all his students. Yeah. So the fact that Tanjiro made it back means good things have happened. Absolutely. And, and the end of Orogodaki's students being slaughtered. Yeah. And I mean, and I also feel like this is kind of like, he definitely has this weighing on his mind the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Doing, having t- had put that certain demon in the mountain. Well, not, I mean, not only that, you know, I mean, it's both, right? Like, not only did you put the demon there, but you, like, kept sending more students. Yeah, and you were, like, hoping for the best, but things just kept getting worse. Yeah, and, Ugh. well, thankfully, thankfully we got our good old helpful boy Tanjiro coming in to save the day. Yeah, and then, like you said, that 15-day jump just happened. Yeah, and then the sword is here. And I'm going to butcher his name. Do you know how to pronounce his name? Read it. Read it first. It Hagun Izuka Zuka. Hagun Zuka. Yeah, here. I have his name. It's there. Okay, where is it? Uh 
Hagenezka? Hagenezka, yeah. It's it's very quick pronunciation, I think. But the name of the swordsmith that shows up wearing that cool hat with like bells on it. And you're just like, who is this? Such a cool person. But I love like this is the point where you walked in and like I was I was standing here just laughing. Yes. Because I love the fact that Tandro's like, Oh, it's nice to meet you. Like, I'm Tandro. Like, do you want to come inside? And he's just immediately already talking about how the sword's made. Yeah. And about like, swords. I'm Hagenesca. I made your sword. And he's like would you like to come in? Your sword is made with. Like, it's just so it's like, good. He's just cut and dry, not listening, not caring. And even Uro Kodaki's like, he's still like this. Yeah, I love so, that, So, like, though. he knows him, apparently. He's just like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's never become more personable. Okay. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, yeah, and it, this is how your sword's made. And this is what it's made out of. And this is a color-changing sword. And then his mask is amazing. Yes. Because, like, once he's, like, <laughs> once he flips out, which comes a little later, but he's just, like, you know, this sword will change color dependent on well, the for, user. Well, first he's, like, hurry up. Hurry up. Open the sword. Hurry up. Yeah, because he's, like, like I want to see it. what the sword color's like, going to be. It's, you You might be good luck. First he explains that. Like, he, you're, you're supposed to be a good luck child because you have reddish hair and eyes. Reddish hair and eyes. Born to a family that works with fire. fire. Yeah, so this means this will probably turn red. He's done his research on Tanjiro. He's seen him and goes, this sword's going to be red. It's going to be sick. I'm excited about this. And it doesn't turn red. draws the sword as the blade slowly turns black. And they're like, eh? (laughs) Black. And it's like, is this normal? Is this a bad thing? And he's like, no, it's just rare that this happens. And then... The swordsmith immediately attacks him. Yeah, and then he gets up close and personal with his weird mask, with his mouth kind of like off to the side, and he's just like, "So good." It's so funny because he just starts getting so annoyed with the fact that it's not red. It doesn't make any sense to him. Dondro's like, "Why are you attacking me?" He's like, "Because I wanted to see a red sword." (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those comedic moments where it's just too good. It's so funny. And you're just like, what is this guy's energy, man? I I was hyped for Black Sword, man. I mean, I think that looks sick. Right? I I mean, it takes me back to, like, Bleach. I mean, yeah. Like, Ichiko's Bankai. Like, you know, there's a lot of shows where the protagonist gets a Black Sword, a Black Clover. Yeah. It's true, but uh, Black Clover's so good. You know, there's there's so many, though. And, And just, like, touching on that as, like, a protagonist weapon is like like most of them get black swords yeah and i mean but also that's so fucking cool but the fact that in this it turned black when it shouldn't have i guess technically it shouldn't have or like well what is the reason i do have a theory about it but we'll have to talk about that later on in the series sure i mean okay so there is like i guess just one other thing that we got to get through before we start doing mvps and all that fun stuff so, his crow shows up shortly after that sword. And gives him his first mission. Also, that gave me, uh, I had a thought to myself while that was going on before we get into it. Do you think the Demon Slayer Corps just have people that repeat things to crows for several hours and then send them out after? 
So that, that the crows be, can then repeat it? <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, but that also means like every message is delayed by like a full day of just one dude saying maybe, the same thing over and over and over again to a single crow. Maybe that's why Giyu was late by half a day. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> it's, because someone, it's because someone had to sit there for six hours talking to a crow. Yep. And he had to wait for his crow to tell him where to go, man. <laughs> But Tanjiro's bird says that in a town, I think they said to the north, yep. there is women going unexpectedly missing in the middle of the night, That's and right. it just keeps happening. Which is interesting how it's posed like a uh, murder mystery-esque. I mean, yeah, that's always fun, though, because it's like, now he has to not just be a slayer, but he has to be a little bit of a detective. Right, well, that's next. what made me, that's what made me really curious about the next coming episode because it's like oh okay well like yeah, these episodes we've been getting just, training arcs it's not just go find it's not just go to a place where a demon is and fight it it's like no go find the demon track it out yes yeah, and do it all out extra as Tondro's gonna have to do with that super sniffer well i mean that's what it's there for yeah i mean but it's like one of those things where it's like now we get to see how maybe some of the rest of the show is going to be like. He's going to go somewhere and he has to do a little more detective snooping to figure out where the demons are striking, if anybody knows anything, and that's, that's new. That's a new thing. Well, it's, that's exciting to me because yeah. it's like, you know, like I, I mean, I like detective stuff. Like I like mystery stuff and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, they're very unique, and the fact that it's taking place in this time period, and no one's really sure why this guy with the sword just shows up and it's is like asking exciting. questions about the missing women and like industrial age and stuff like that. So, I'm wondering about future transportation or is, is Sandro just going to continue to fucking run everywhere? Okay, but uh, Matt, so I guess we could either go right into MVP or well, why don't why don't you what uh, missed? What's uh, what's your favorite scene? Ooh, god. So, my favorite scene, like, I, I was like ready jumping on it was uh just picking the ore. Like again, okay. that gets me totally geeked to know that he's gonna get this custom weapon and it's gonna be really cool and unique to him. And, you know, it it was the sword turned black at the end of the day. Yeah. Which my, is something completely unique. My favorite scene hands down was the swordsmith. I got such a kick out of that. He's hilarious. You gotta like, love it. Like the the mask is fantastic. Like Tandra literally thought it was a clown mask. Uh, and like him just completely ignoring Tanjiro to talk about the swords, and then Tanjiro asks something about the swords, and that's the only thing that made him pay attention to him, and was just like, "Oh, this is your sword. I made it. It's beautiful. Look at it." And it's like he on the only thing that this guy cares about is the sword, and he's hilarious throughout the whole process. That I mean, that's totally fair. Also, um, I guess. Uh, we'll go into Matt. So, like, what missed for you in this episode? I have something that missed for me. So, well, and it's like nitpicking. The, I guess it's the same for me. Um, it is a little bit of nitpicking. Um, it was. See, it's actually kind of a toss-up for me. So it was between the scene where Tandra was going back, and being uh, literally, I was like, why, like you. Take five minutes. Sleep. <laughs> like, just nap, please, dude. Like, dude. Short dude, rest. not even. Just five minutes. Just take five minutes. You literally are not stop walking until you're passing out. You're, you probably got a quarter mile in the last hour when you could have taken a five-minute break 
and been three miles ahead. Like you'll get home faster, dude. Like that's fair. You gotta rest when you gotta rest because that's you're not really fair. Like you're just slowing yourself down. Yeah, he's like pushing it too hard. He's literally just coming off of a mountain from seven days. Yeah, so that was actually not my pick for what missed for me. Although it did, because that did miss for me. Okay. It, was, it was one of those things where it's like common sense, please. It, yeah, you're showing you're showing hardship where hardship is not necessary. Okay. And what what was your actual pick then? Um so my actual pick is also my pick for MVP. Okay. Um The Crow is the MVP. Okay, yeah. Uh without without these crows, nobody's getting anywhere, and there is some kind of infinite backstory on these crows that we will never know. Because these crows can fully verbally communicate and like what? Like, so the Demon Core literally can't function without them, first of all. Yeah. Uh, because it might be, like, a secret way of doing it, too, because, like they said, they have to operate outside Yeah, but it's, of... like, also, are these demon birds? Because what... what uh, look, look, crows are uh, among the most intelligent birds in the world, and Japanese crows are massive. Um, I have stood next to them. Oh, my God. Huge. Uh, truly massive. Like, they, they'll put up spikes in Japan that are, like, five six inches long the spikes and the crows just sit on them they don't even care they're like, like they're that big so that's absolutely my pick for mvp also get... i absolutely despise the voice of the crow yeah oh uh, it's just i like i hate how they made them sound like ah, oh, ah. it's like yeah. just like you're going way too far into that. You <laughs> I know mean, what I yeah. mean? Like, like it seems like you enjoyed it, but I hate. I, I did it. actually kind of find it funny. Like I hate. But it. But that's just like the dumb humor that I like. That's fair. You know, I'm not. I'm not knocking you for liking it, but I don't. <laughs> uh, well, then I guess I'll give you my one too of like you know, something that missed and my MVP. Uh, so the something that missed for me, um was I just, again, want a little more context because after Tanjiro got back, Nezuko, awake. Don't find out how long she was awake for or, like, you know, still they have no answers. And, you know, that's just, like, I want them and I can't really recall any answers coming anytime soon from, like, first watch through. So it's just kind of, like, a hole that I need more info for. I mean, I get that. I um, feel like that's one of the things that's like the show's teaching you about the world first. Yeah, and I like that's why I say it's kind of a nitpick because I know like the point is for us to find out more about this later. But it's also like, how long has she been up, Orokodaki? It's been a week since we've been gone. Did she just wake up? Did you not see her do that? Is my presence yeah. important to her waking up? Is this those? Oh things. yeah, that's a good. You that's know, a good thought. That was that was where I was at. So well, that would make sense too with him been training and not being around her the whole time. And then my MVP. Does that also mean that Nezuko is like getting his life force or something like that? I don't know. Like she's not really sleeping; she's just like leeching. That would be kind of terrifying. I hope not. Right. 
you never really know with that's kind of a, like this. That's kind of a cool blood packed power, <laughs> though. <laughs> like, yeah, and then my MVP going back to it. It's the sword in the stone. It's the stone. It's he, it's his Nichiren sword that he has to pick his ore for. Again, I'm totally geeked about that because it was just a very cool moment, hmm. and the fact that he gets to pick this now. And now he's going to get his own custom sword that in the end is going to hopefully do so much work for him. It's going to be the MVP down the line. So it's the MVP right now in its rawest form. And that is mine. Mm. <laughs> mm. I feel like that, that rock did not carry much weight this episode. <laughs> it did enough. Because <laughs> that's how you met your MVP. <laughs> That, well, that's not my MVP. The crow is the MVP. No, 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 no. It's the swordsmith. <laughs> no, no. That's that's my probably my favorite character for this episode. Like, like, hands down, best character introduction so far. I mean, again, you know, it's it, it's the stone. It's the sword that's gonna be in that stone. It's gonna be. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's oh, mine. Wait. Oh, I hope the bird gets a name. Uh, you know, I don't remember if he actually named it. I don't know. I hope it happens. I hope it has a name it or, you know, he does end up naming it. Well, like it. I said, there's there's definitely some mystery about how these crows even came into existence. Because, yes, crows can mimic words. They're considered, like, the, some of the smartest birds in the world. But there's no possible way that they're, like, fully capable of communicating verbally in general because like if they're fully capable of doing that then like there's some kind of backstory about these birds that like i said we'll never hear about because they're just used as messengers in the show but i'm infinitely curious like maybe these birds are demons too it's possible you know what i mean like you never ah. know we're not too sure we'll find out hopefully a little more about all that i mean i hope so episodes. maybe they're enchanted birds Maybe, like know, I said, those, those maybe two the gr- twin girls, I don't know if those are like puppet. people or actually dolls, yeah. puppets, whatever. A spirit. Oh, I, I was thinking they were like puppets or something because of those dead eyes and everything. Yeah, they're not really human and they have no, And they have no real reaction to anything. Exactly. So I'm like, you don't. Although I did think it was really funny when she was like, are you two done chatting? <laughs> <laughs> After she was getting like maimed by like the yeah. angry dude it was just like oh you guys done cool here's your oars moving on <laughs> just like, yeah. i was like she really did not care so does she not have like physical pain or something maybe like, that? like we don't so, we don't know we but... don't know and we're just speculating so you know well there's gonna be a lot of that there's a lot of speculation we're still early on and honestly you know it's been a while since i've seen the first season so it's like I don't remember I, any, much I, of it. I remembered nothing, honestly, at this point. So this is like almost new. You know, I'm picking up on things that I maybe missed the first time around. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of interesting stuff happened the last two episodes. I mean, moving forward, I think it's going to be an interesting like process for how he goes about. Yeah, and we'll have to see what happens. This is definitely uh, this is definitely a show that's. I hope it doesn't have a lot of drag at all. Like most of these episodes are I mean, it, important. Most it really of them have seems some cool stuff. It seems like there's not going to be much filler or anything like that because it seems like they have such a sol- solid storyline going, but they wouldn't need to. 
Yeah. And no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the manga is pretty far ahead of the show. I think the manga's finished. Oh, really? Yeah, like officially done. Okay, well then there we go. So we do have a solid ending at some point. Right. But okay. Not well, it's great to know. I don't think we're close to. No, either. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see another couple seasons before that happens. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. Check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/KyonoAnime. Until next time, enjoy watching.